What is up, guys? It is the Blue Blood tier. We, you know, we usually try to, you know, on the off season at least, keep our weekends open here on the Blue Bloods. But man, we got breaking coaching news like always, man. So we got to hop on here, cover it as the Oregon job, one of the Pac-12 jobs that really came open unexpectedly. A lot of people did not see Mario Cristobal leaving, especially after making another Pac-12 championship run for the Ducks as they fell short to Utah ultimately, but. Mario Cristobal heads down to Southeast to take the Miami Hurricanes head coaching job, a job in which was his alma mater on top was on top of that was his first coaching opportunity that stems back to all to all the way to 1998. So the Ducks had to move quickly, especially with early, early signing day approaching USC just land, landing their big fish in Lincoln Riley. But they find their man in 35-year-old Georgia defensive coordinator Dan Lanning. And the AGC re reported this news Friday afternoon, but there were so many conflicting reports coming out of Eugene, coming from various news outlets. So not many people knew what was going on. The Ducks were still being linked to UCLA head coach Chip Kelly, Cal head coach Justin Wilcox, along with a few other names. But as of Saturday afternoon, late afternoon, the deal was confirmed by multiple sources and Lanning will be heading to Eugene after the Bulldogs college football playoff run this season. And in the most 2021, I guess, way of doing this, the Ducks AD Rob Mullins made statements on the hire in a Twitter spaces chat on Saturday night. I've, I've been in it a few times and listen, guys. The AD Rob Mullen spoke. Some of the players, including Bennett Williams, one of the lead safeties for the Ducks, Josh Pate of 247, um, it, Oregon Ducks insider creep. I mean, there were so many people who came in this chat, and it's been running. I mean, it was running as a 4 a.m. on Sunday morning. That's how, I mean, shout out to the Oregon fans, but I just want to give y'all the passion and the knowledge that some of these fans had in this chat was extraordinary. So if any of y'all are watching this video, I want to give y'all a shout out for starting that chat and keeping it going as strong as y'all have. Shout out to you guys. But the AD, Rob Mullins, comes in and he talk, He says this about why Lanning was the guy for the Ducks. Quote, there's a lot of things, obviously, his track record of success. He's got an unbelievable work ethic just in about every phase of the importance of leadership. Just when you just when you get to talk to him, he exudes energy. When you do the deep dives, and, and obviously we do background searches on people, everywhere we turn, it was just, quote, what a wonderful human, hum, human being. He values the student-athlete experience and the relationships. Obviously, you can look at the historic defenses he's a part of, and you can see what type of coach he is. So very strong words there by Mullins. Also, Bennett Williams came in and said he could not wait to talk to Lanning um, in person and for him to get up to campus as soon as possible. A lot of these Oregon players reacted very strongly to the hire, all in a positive manner. Now, Kirby Smart did announce Lanning will split defensive coordinator uh, duties with Glenn Schumann and also Will Muschamp throughout the college football playoff run. But Lanning will stick with the team and will be sp splitting time between recruiting and preparing for the Ducks head coaching job and preparing the Bulldogs for their matchup against Michigan on New Year's Eve in the college football playoff. Now, you know, we heard a little bit from Mullins on why Lanning was the guy for the jobs, but 
we did some digging and man, we want to introduce you to this candidate. I said TCU should have hired him a long time ago. He's been linked to TCU, Kansas, Oklahoma. Landing's been one of the hottest names on the market due to his recruiting presence and his experience just as a D coordinator and some of the top programs around college football. He's going to be tasked with leading this Oregon team back to the college football playoff and back to the top of the Big 12 where Mario Cristobal has had them year after year. Now, he started out his career short stints at Pittsburgh and Arizona State, spent, up, spent some time at Sam Houston State, was a GA for that 2015 Alabama team, spent some time as a recruiting coordinator and inside linebacking coach for Memphis before getting to Georgia where he first served as the outside linebackers coach and then was promoted to defensive coordinator when Mel Tucker took that Colorado State head coaching job, and now he has been Kirby Smart's right-hand man for the past few seasons. Now, he's one of the landing is one of the most brilliant and brightest defensive minds in the game right now. And when you look at where Georgia has been over the past few seasons, he has led some of the best defenses in the country. He's been top two in the SEC for three straight seasons. Um, in total defense right now, or in scoring defense right now, both in 2019 and 2021, ranked number one in the entire country. And that includes this season, guys. They The Bulldogs held opponents to less than nine and a half points per game, and through the first 12 games of the regular season, held opponents to less than seven points per game. He has this defense playing at an elite level week in and week out, and he's also had top three um it, top three rushing defenses in the entire country the past three seasons in a row and having the best SEC rushing defense all three seasons. And he's allowed less than 82 yards per game for the past three seasons as well, along with only 100 rushing yards, 100 or more rushing yards in nine of their last 37 games. That is elite level production. And so that is what Oregon is getting in terms of a defensive minded head coach. And on top of that, there's been two seasons as the Bulldogs D coordinator where he is his defense has allowed less than 275 yards per game for the season. One of the only programs in the country to have that happen over the past 10 years in terms of just overall level of production on the defensive side of the football. Now, Kristen Ball has improved the defensive performance from Oregon. There was a stereotype around Oregon through the mid-2000s that they just played no defense. It was all spread offense. It was all running gun. I mean, you know, the Chip Kelly days where they were just going to score 50 on you and you had to hope to keep up. Well, Crystal Ball kind of changed that a bit, landing like a Kayvon Thibodeau and Noah Sewell, Bennett Williams, Michael Wright. You look at Javon Holland, who was drafted last year. This defense has experienced a bit of an overhaul. It's not at the level that this Georgia defense was, but Kristen Ball slowly and surely has built this defense up into one of the more respectable units, I would say, in the country. Now, Lanning is going to most likely turn this defense into something to really be feared in the Pac-12. You look at you look at the formula that Utah used to win the Pac-12 that year. That's what Landing's bringing to Oregon. They're going to smash they're going to have smash mouth football on the offensive side of the ball where they're going to try to run it down your throat and they're going to play tough fast physical defense and force a lot of turnovers. So for me, I think this is a great thing happening for Oregon right now. And on top of that, you look at Landing's recruiting impact a giant reason he was one of the top head coaching candidates um, over the past two classes has been that Alabama and Georgia recruiting structure that he has really been brought up in. 
it's really molded him as one of the best recruiters in the country. He ranks eighth in the country right now, according to 247 Sports, as a recruiter. And some of the Georgia – let me just list these Georgia recruits that he's been the primary or secondary recruiter on. Five-star Nolan Smith, number one player in the 2019 class. Five-star Malachi Starts, number 14 overall player, number one athlete in this class. Five-star Brock Vandergriff, a top 20 player in the 2021 class. Five-star Nakobe Dean, top 25 player in 2019. Five-star Xavier Sori, a top 25 player in 2021. Four-star Jalen Walker, a top 40 player in this year's class. That's just some of the Georgia recruits he's landed. And if you want to go back to his recruiting coordinator days at, at Memphis, he was primary recruiter for Antonio Gibson and Kenneth Gainwell, both of which are starting running backs in the NFL right now and were huge pieces to what made Memphis so good under Mike Norvell. So Dan Laney can do it at a high level, and he can recruit offensive and defensive players because of his time as the recruiting coordinator. And he is just one of those guys that can walk in a house and sell recruits on a vision and he's done it repeatedly and that's going to be something that's really going to impact this Oregon program moving forward which is where we're taking next what is the recruiting impact we've talked about some of it but this is going to be a challenge Oregon is has to have landing rebuild a little bit of this 2022 class it was greatly impacted by Kristen Ball's departure the the Ducks dropped from ninth in the country to 22nd in the country and now they only have 12 total commitments in the class and lost and and their main jewel of the class Kelvin Banks five-star OT transfer decommitted and now is going to Texas as he announced his commitment over the weekend but now with landings higher, the Ducks might have a shot at keeping some of their top defensive prospects in this class with this hire and that it could go a long way in saving this 2022 class. The number one thing for landing is to secure the rest of the class and then work on maybe for, uh, you know changing the minds of some of these prospects that decommitted. Now, one huge question a lot of people are going to have is, whether any of the top defensive players or recruits from Georgia will follow landing to Eugene. Just flipping one or two of these high-level guys could really impact this program and this class moving forward. Now, of course, the crown jewel of the class is five-star Malachi Starks. We just talked about him. He tweeted out that he was still 1,000% committed to UGA as of, as of Sunday afternoon, but we're going to see moving forward. I would imagine landing is going to give him a call. Now, the... The two that I think a lot of people should keep their eyes on, one, five-star Michael Williams, number 26 overall prospect in this 2022 class, a fifth-ranked defensive lineman. He was committed to USC for a long time, so we know the West Coast isn't, isn't a new thing for him, and he was thinking about coming out West. Could Lanning convince Williams to follow him back to the West Coast and say, you can come play for me in the conference you originally wanted to play for, and we're going to do something special in the Pac-12? I think Michael Williams might be the number one prospect you need to watch from this Georgia class, potentially moving to Oregon with Lanning. Now, five-star Jaheim Singletary, the 21st overall prospect in the class, number five DB. He could be another one to watch as he decommitted from Ohio State, decided to come down to Georgia. I think these two guys in Williams and Singletary could be two players that Lanning's going to 
going to recruit very hard to come to Oregon with him moving forward. Now, four-star Jalen Walker and four-star Bear Alexander are the next two highest-ranked players in this class. They could be an interesting flip as well because a lot of these defensive players, as much as Kirby Smart's a defensive guy, it could be that these guys want to follow Lanning as a young, up-and-coming head coach and help him rebuild this Oregon program. I mean, it's very appealing. The jerseys, the, the stadium, the conference success. I mean, there's a lot of things going for Oregon right now in terms of recruiting. They've always been one of the better programs recruiting. They, their facilities top-notch can compete with anyone in the country so don't underestimate landing on the recruiting trail bringing some of these players with them and of course with the transfer portal after the season you never know who he, who he could get to follow him to to eugene now another huge thing are there some uncommitted prospects that are considering the ducks that could be huge with with landing four-star uh nigel Lee kelly 84th overall prospect four-star Caden curry and four-star DJ Wesselick. All of these guys have mentioned Oregon as one of their top schools, and all three of them can now really be swayed now that Lanning is, it has taken the job up in Eugene. So pay attention to these recruits over the next few weeks. Lanning is going to have a lot of work to do before early signing day. I'm interested to see how he splits his time between recruiting for the Ducks, filling out his staff, and on top of that, preparing Georgia to face Michigan. It's going to be a hard balance, but we saw Billy Napier do it as he was preparing Lafayette for their Sun Belt Championship before moving on to Florida. So we're going to see a lot of we're going to see a lot of moving pieces over this next week for Lanning as he steps into his role in Eugene. Now, the grade of this hire man, you know, because it's a first-time head coach, I'm going to give it like an A minus B plus, I do think this has the potential to be a very, very good hire. The number one thing I want to see is who does Lanning fill his staff with? Who's the OC? Who does he bring in to work under him as the DC? And who are some of these positional coaches? I'm really interested to see the strategy he's going to take. Is he going to bring a bunch of guys from the SEC up there that he's familiar with? Or is he going to try to fill his staff with some West Coast guys who can recruit that West Coast in, in Oregon, Washington, California, Arizona, you know, even could stretch back down into Texas. I want to see what type of coaches and recruiters that he brings in with them. But I think this is a very underrated hire right now. I think it's a I think it's a B plus A minus with the potential to be a strong A if Lanny can get everything working. There's always a risk with first year head coaches, but when you have an up-and-coming prospect like Dan Lanning, like I mentioned on the TCU episode, I thought TCU, this would be a perfect opportunity for Lanning. He waited, was patient, and got a huge opportunity to go, you know, coach for one of the best Pac-12 programs out there. And I think one of the best programs in the country with all the resources, facilities, and money flowing through that program. Watch out for Dan Lanning in Oregon. I think it's going to be an amazing battle in the Pac-12 between Lincoln Riley, Lanning, and also you cannot forget Kyle Whittingham at Utah, who's doing special things. Also, Herm Edwards at Arizona and Arizona State and Chip Kelly at UCLA. The idea that the Pac-12 is not going to be a conference to watch, to me, extremely short-sighted, but a huge hire here by Oregon. Guys, Hope y'all having a great Sunday, but like the video, comment your thoughts on the hire below, give it a grade, and let me know what you think Dan Lanning is going to do for the Oregon Ducks moving forward. But guys, appreciate y'all tuning in. Y'all have a great Sunday afternoon. Like the show, subscribe now, and I will see y'all later this week with some more college football content. But for right now, the Blue Bloods are out.